Although life as we knew it came to a complete standstill when COVID-19 first hit, you know what didn't stop? The growth of our babies. We've seen them hit milestones. We've seen them accomplish so much. We've seen them learn and grow and thrive. And you know what? So have we over here at Napcast. And so in part one of this episode, we want to celebrate that. And to let you know of a little secret I've been holding on to and keeping from you for a little while now. Okay, fine. It's not a little one. It's actually pretty huge. There's been a huge shift in life transition happening in our lives. Curious? You should be. So put on your headphones and turn us up and join us for part one of preschool graduation and life transition here on NAPCAST. So I saw preschool graduation the other day on YouTube and dog, it was so painful to watch. And, you know, someone was standing up there, I'm assuming it was the principal, and they were just you know, reciting this kind of long and dry and and just scripted speech. And then there was a Pledge of Allegiance, which I've never seen done like in a preschool before. Have you? Oh, no. Thank goodness. I have not. But also like, I mean, I'll be honest, just the two words put together preschool graduation. I don't know, kind of it brings up feelings for me that are uh, that aren't in the in the positive realm i guess <laughs> uh, oh we're gonna have to p- unpack that a little bit um and and just throughout the entire ceremony as I'm, as I'm as i'm watching it i'm just like focusing on the children they just look so uninterested and honestly when the camera also panned over the audience of you know 12 um <laughs> <laughs> The caregivers and the parents and the guardians and the family members in there—they didn't—they didn't look too interested either. But I'm—I'm I'm not really here to critique graduation ceremonies. I'm here because you're in a—well, I guess would you call yourself a pre-K or a preschool setting? An early learning development school setting. <laughs> uh, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, and those are two things that I'm like, well, what? Yeah, what's the difference between preschool and pre-K? Um, and from what I understand, pre-K has more of those um, westernized uh, emphasis on academics, mm. you know, so making sure that there are these quote unquote school readiness skills, like a kid can write their name, identify letters and, you know, blah, 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 which are all important. Sure. But also preschool can do that too. So what, did I, yeah. I don't know. That, I guess that makes sense because when, at least when I talk to people who work in a pre-K setting, they're talking about how it runs 10 months out of the year. It's aligned to, you know, their state standards. Um, it's really closely aligned to the K-12 system. So I, I think you're on to something like that. Yeah. And maybe it's like the the child version of junior college. To college <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I should start telling them D's get degrees too. So yeah, that what? D's get degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you just celebrated a, a, another 
school year. And I kind of want to celebrate that with our NAPCAST today and just engage in some reflections. Yeah, yeah, we we just had our, what we call a graduation. And, you know, looking into the future, it's something that I, I think it would be more of a, a end of the year celebration, because for the most part, not everybody's like leaving, right? And so, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to, like we've talked about in other episodes and what you and I have talked about um, offline, um, you know, it's important for us to question the language we use. And so I'm in the process of slowly beginning to introduce the concept of like, do we need to call it graduation if like half the kids aren't leaving? Mm. And and also why, and, and the majority of families this year, they're like, why are you calling it graduation if my kid's not leaving? Um, and there was one family uh, for, who's from the Middle East and they're like, we don't have these kinds of things over there because this is not something, this is something that you just do, right? Yeah. You graduate when you accomplish something really big and significant, like becoming a doctor or become, or leaving school altogether. Like, and so, yeah, I, um, I, I definitely want to pick my words wisely when talking about uh-huh. preschool and graduation, but uh, it's, again, I think it just goes back to like, let's question why we're using this language and maybe emphasize the idea of like celebrating a successful year together and and celebrating our relationships and our, um, and, and all of our individual accomplishments together. I mean, it just sounds like preschool graduation sounds like the, when everyone runs in the track meet, track meet and, uh, gets a participation trophy. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't want to say it, but. <laughs> uh, and, and this is your, what, your second one? So I guess some congratulations, right? The second class you quote unquote uh, graduated as a director and sent them off to either the same classroom um, or to, to a new school altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. And it, um, you know, uh, now that we know more about COVID and it became, you know, I really had this grand idea of doing a, 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 an all-school celebration mm. of sorts, and there were some feelings and some resistance to that, And but before I made that decision as a director of, like, how we're going to celebrate this time of the year, I, um, I just sent out, you know, I tapped the community, the educators and the, and the families and some of the um, some of the other staff that work here and that aren't really involved with preschool, but have a sense of what goes on. And we ended up landing on a sort of a hybrid. So my first year was like, everybody stay in their cars, drive through, pick up their things and then leave. Mm -hmm. And so this year, what we did was um, we still had like outside stations where people can pick up their things, but they were invited to walk up to the stations and then it was optional if they wanted to stay and have um, like a, a light dinner with us. And um, I, I had everything planned out. And, but, you know, like right when thing, right when you start living the process, I, uh, I, I had my, my hat of anticipation to mm-hmm. problem solve, but luckily everything went super smooth. It was um, everybody was safe. And 
it was, um, you know, dry and warm weather. And so it was, it was a success, I would say. And a lot of people had fun. Don't get used to that, uh, that all that calmness. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, no, no, no. I, that's the thing is you embrace the moment and, and it's <laughs> good and it's gone. And I, and I know where I can improve for next year and what we can do different, differently, but I definitely am not expecting that, that to be the, <laughs> the norm. And uh, I mean, congratulations to you too, right? I mean, we haven't really mentioned on NAPCAST um, your, your transition or graduation, if you will. You know, do you want to tell us a little bit of that? Yeah, well, now that you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I have. It's uh it's July 2022 that we're recording this. But uh actually back in January of this year, I in a sense graduated from Hilltop. And um I have moved on to another school. So I essentially graduated to a new job. You did. And yeah. and you had a little bit of a ceremony, right? Like a goodbye party, maybe. Oh yeah, it was it was amazing being in community with one another and and seeing all the hard work and the love um, being poured out and still being poured out. Yeah, and what are what do you do now for the folks that don't know? And yeah. What's your title? <laughs> so I moved from community engagement manager at Hilltop to senior director of community engagement uh, for Cultivate Learning at the University of Washington. And now I work instead of at one school, I work across many, you know, other schools uh, across really the nation, as well as do some teacher prep work. Um, I'm teaching a class. Oh, man, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, I'm doing some work on a state level, on the state level, doing some policy work um, and supporting policy in Pennsylvania and in Delaware and Oregon and Washington, Georgia and just so much more. Um, we really could spend a whole entire nap cast going into all of that, but long story short, um, I'm a big boy. I'm in kindergarten, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're working across state policies and things like that, and that's interesting because those states that you all named off, like those are, those are all very different cultures, right? And obviously different regions that carry their own different sense of histories and identities and so you know I'm excited to to hear more about like what that looks like and then um like as we talk you know outside of NAPCAST and and how you navigate those different uh ways of being and and how they see education and early education um because I, I I'm assuming that you're still working within the early childhood realm oh right? almost exclusively okay so it's not like public school or um or anything above like third grade yep exactly i'm i'm mostly still with the birth to nine ages okay and what are you what has that like transition been like so far with this new job it's been it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of just things thrown at my way um and it's it's almost it's scary as nervous as anxiety and like you were mentioning it's just all about embracing the moment so um a lot of changes I still have another change I'm gonna let y'all into in a little bit um but it, it's it's just taking it day by day and really helping people unpack right I think we 
you want to focus on the product. This is the outcome. And it's a lot of times just giving people the, the permission to say, hey, let's slow down here, right? I know we want to get things done and, and our BIPOC babies are, you know, are hurting at the hands of our educational system. And, right, how do we hold this duality of the sense of urgency, which we know is a white supremacist um, organizational cultural norm, as well as continue to work towards uh, transformative change, not just one that's gonna happen or not just putting a bandage on a situation, but how do we really work to unearth what's happening and then systematically and foundationally change that? How has that been like received? Or how, how do you approach like saying that to somebody or, you know, alluding to that idea in like Georgia and, you know, I mean, because I think people obviously here in this little bubble of Seattle, especially this bubble of Seattle, but maybe as a whole in Washington, like they can, I think, mo- might be able to get behind that. Um, so I'm like, yeah, wondering how that's received or what's your approach to that? You know, it's interesting because I, I'm at a point where I don't know what, maybe it's the water that I'm drinking, but I'm waking up and I'm just like, I don't care. I'm I'm at a point where I just don't care in terms of hurting people's feelings. I, I'm not I'm not trying to sugarcoat it anymore. And so I'm just coming in and saying, hey, this, I, I might not have the lingo, I might not have the understanding or, or the context of it, but this feels icky to me. Right. And because it feels icky, like let's take a let's take a second to explore that. And I don't think that's something that has ever been done because when you get to when you're talking to people who have positional power, right? Who's the director or director of the state government, right? Nobody really wants to push back on that. Nobody really wants to challenge that. So I'm coming into these spaces and going, hey, I, I fully I fully understand that. I don't understand what's happening here. But I can tell you that through my past experience, I'm hearing the adultification of Black boys and Black girls here, Black and Brown boys, girls, and children in general, right? In this sphere, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing something that I'm not quite sure is, you know, uh, really supporting reproductive rights that's happening, right? And so I'm, I'm just coming in and just pinpointing it. And some people are super receptive of that because, and, and grateful because they're not ha- they don't have the opportunity to actually sit there and be like, oh, someone's gonna say how it is, right? And, you know, of course, there's always people who are like, oh, man, well, you don't know what you're talking about. We're doing this and I'm going to throw dollars at this. And it's not necessarily always about the dollars. What other resources are you employing in order to get the same effect? Mm -hmm. You need to stop saying that, oh, we're going to we want to be community oriented. And at some point, you got to put action behind your words. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like going back to the one pushback I would have for what you said is like, I, I mean, I do know you care and like, you know, and, and I think what you're, and what I'm hearing you say is you're going back, maybe it's not even pushback, but more of a reframe of like, your care is about the bigger picture. Right. Let me, let me and, reframe what I meant by care then. Right. Cause I don't mean like, Oh, I don't care. Blah, 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 blah. I meant more of, I don't care in terms of, um, I guess care like, oh, I don't care in terms of like if I lose this job because I spoke out, 
okay, I can always go back into the classroom. I can always go back into another job. I'm not going to have uh, yeah. a lack of opportunities. So I think because I don't have that fear of, oh, I got to say what's right and I got to be politically correct. Right. That's not holding me back. I think that's what it is, right? Is a, is a fearlessness mm. is what it is. And, and, and when you, when you can embrace a sense of fearlessness, then, and then maybe, maybe that, yeah, for the lack of a better phrase, then you don't care or you disregard the repercussions of it because you know, because you're sticking to your values. Mm. You're sticking to what you know in your heart and your mind and your gut of what is right and what, uh, or what is righteous, I should say. And what is righteous is about the, the amplifying of um, children, children of colors, voices and their presence and, 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 and really pushing back against the, uh, the things that have been the systematic approaches that have been holding the, um, those particular children and families down. And, and to me, that's where I use the word righteous rather than like keeping it in this binary of right and wrong, but more of like what is virtuous and, and righteous for our, our, um, our approaches in, in policy changes. And, 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 you know, I hear you, uh, and, and maybe it's like, I don't have time to listen to your, um, to, to these small issues that you may have, because there's this bigger picture to look out for. Mm-hmm. And when people, again, when we've talked about, like, I'm hearing you say, to the general, to, to anyone who has resistance to this, of like, this ain't about you. This is not about you and your feelings. You can have your feelings and your opinions, but ultimately this policy and this work doesn't revolve around you in particular. And, and in that, um, when they're, like you had mentioned, the last thing that you had said, uh, that there are people who are like, oh, thank you. We needed someone to say it outright because maybe they're on their own journey of finding their own fearlessness and we need models and you and I have our own particular role models that have had uh, that have given us this sort of confidence that people hear from us, right? And that like it, it, it we just develop that capacity of fearlessness. And we, sometimes people need other people to put words to their feelings that they're having. And then hopefully, when they hear those words, then they start really um, cultivating that sense of fearlessness to then do it themselves. Because then that inspiration is like a trickle down effect, if you will. And hopefully, or maybe it's like a reciprocal trickle up, trickle down. But yeah, I even saw that the other other day, right? Um, where instead of going to the 4th of July celebration of our independence, um, which fun fact actually happened on July 2nd. But anyways, um, you're the historian buff. You can let them know. Um, you know, I went to... Uh, uh, a rights and a rally and a march for reproductive rights and I'm sitting there and gaining all of these different new skills and, and ideas and and thoughts in order to be fearless myself you know when I see my you know brother sisters you know two spirits out there in the streets marching yelling protesting um and, and so it's it's a reciprocal thing, right? It's not just in work. It's it's how am I surrounding myself to see that and be inspired by it and learn from um, in, in every single aspect of my life. And even on the march, right? We had a, a 
pro, um, you know, they, they were decked out in Trump 2024 and 2020 um, regalia, and uh, they try to jump in and disrupt it, and it did not end well for that person. But I'm like, I look at that and I go, I want to be fearless like that as well, right? I want to be in. I mean, I don't want to get hurt, but like, you know, I want to be in positions in which I see inequities happening and put myself in those positions because, like you said, this is righteousness that we're standing up for. Mm-hmm. You had um, kind of reel us back a little bit. You had mentioned that there was a another new change that you were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, with this new job, right? actually means a new location change for me as well and so like there's been a lot of changes and I'm now actually a guest on the traditional lands of the Kamea tribe the first people of what is now known as San Diego California um, even though my job is still located in Seattle so it's been a really busy couple of months um, but here we are we are still doing napcast um, it's just not sponsored anymore by our previous employer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's been an interesting journey as well. And, you know, we definitely, um, you know, you can never like disregard, uh, disregard their experiences where you, where you have them and the people that you've had. And, you know, so we, we definitely have nothing but love and appreciation for that support and continuation of support um, for, for Hilltop Children's Center and, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those inevitable things. And I remember like, I wasn't necessarily looking for change or whatever. And, but when, when change found me Mm. and, and I, and like through your encouragement and other people's encouragement, and I just like dove head into it, then, um, even my fiance, Ashley, like, she's like, you are so much more happier. And, you know, I mean, being at a place for 14 plus years is like, you, you find a groove, but the thing is, is you, it, if you're not moving beyond that, then you, you might start feeling a sense of frustration and like, what else? And kind of being in a, um, no, I I was going to say, I didn't feel like I was in a uh, glass era, uh, yeah, like a glass cube, like where I could see the outside and where I wanted to go. And, um, and I think like through doing things like Napcast or writing a book and and finding other and consulting gigs, like I was obviously looking for other changes and newnesses to the job, but didn't want to leave that safe nest. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and it, 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 it sort of, but once that, once change found me, then it was easy to sort of like, um, continue on with this dream of the nap casts and, and try to make, trying to have our cake and eat it too, really. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, um, I think we're at a point where, where we, where we left that safe space or, or, uh, the safety of having job security by that, I mean, a safe space and uh, a consistent place to go for employment, you know, it was time to, for us to leave that nest and to like, see how far we can go and how high we can fly from the nest. Yeah. 
and so to to bring it back full circle on our on our topic of um preschool graduation um that's what we are here in the business to do to really stretch ourselves to test our boundaries um as well as children's right it's not just ourselves um uh to prepare ourselves not just for uh kindergarten readiness or in my case the next stop of my career but for lifelong success mm-hmm. and and here we are you know still same name of napcast it's still you and i um a new intro um which you know it's funny like i don't really listen to the napcasts or no, so absolutely not <laughs> so i but maybe i should catch the new intro um but yeah, I, I, it's hard to listen to ourselves, but, uh, uh, but yeah, oh, we do have a new email address that everyone should be aware of. And it's um, napcast206 at gmail.com. And I'll say that again, napcast206 at gmail.com. So it's basically our title and then the area code of Seattle. And then at the one-stop shop of all emails, gmail <laughs> shout out to gmail if you want to give us a sponsorship <laughs> and uh you know and and i think with um and obviously it's like we we're finding a way to make it work even though we're uh, i don't know maybe a couple thousand miles apart yeah it's like, it's like 1700 to la or at least where my family lives i think but i could be off um, I don't know. Now I'm curious. Um, but, <laughs> <You're going. laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, we're still we're still making it work, right? And we're um, we're embracing that um, uh, that sense of like, yes, we are further apart, and we can make this work in our own sort of lives. For a long distance relationship. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for part one. Welcome to a new and exciting chapter of NAPCAST. Same co-host, same important and vividing topics. Just a new email address, NAPCAST206 at gmail.com and a new direction as we set out on our own. For all your official NAPCAST audio, reflections, and episodes, Go to wherever you listen to your podcast or music, search NAPCAST, find those two handsome male educators of color, and don't forget to subscribe. See you next week for part two of preschool graduation and life transition.